people, Paul in the first service, and I'd, I'd really encourage you to get the message this morning online. I tell you, it'd be a blessing to you, not because I preached it, but because it was just good. It's from the Word, and it's, it's solid, and it's real, and it's good. It's about pain and testing. Pain and testing. How God can take that pain and testing and make it work for you. Instead of trying to pray it all away, go through it and see if you're not a better person and stronger because of it. Have a closer relationship with the Lord. This message, however, different message, looking at the life of Peter. Paul was religious. Peter was not. There were two different people, but both of them were real. But this message today, two of the craziest stories in all the Bible. Amen? I mean, it's crazy. So let's go with two of my favorite stories in the Bible. Are you ready? In the New Testament. Here we go. Hold on. Let's go with it. Uh-oh. What we got, Raj? Phony fire. Y'all ready or not? Phony fire. The church today is firing a lot of blank bullets. A lot of phoniness in the church. A lot of people don't come to church because it's full of blank. You fill in the blank. I don't go to church because it's full of blank. What's the word? Hypocrites, absolutely. There it is. That's what people say. How many said that before in your own self? You said that, but I ain't going full of hypocrites. Amen? Well, it ain't totally full of hypocrites, but it is true. It is. And a lot of churches, you just get up, go to Sunday morning. It's just something to go do. It's what I go do. Man, I, I like a lot of other things. I'd find me something else to do. You understand? If I didn't have a love for the Lord and want to be here to serve Him, I believe I could find me something else to do. Y'all hear me or not? Say, I love doing this. Y'all get that or not? I love what I do. I love I don't roll out of bed like an angel on Sunday. All right? I get up like you do, struggling. It's time to get up. So then, you know, once I get going, give me some coffee, come over here and pray with the fellows. Start getting some love. Before I ever get into church, I'm loving on people in the parking lot. They're loving on me, not me on them. It's craziness. And then I get hugged by the door. Then I come in here. Are you kidding me? I am fired up. I love this. And then music. Are you kidding? I get to enjoy this kind of music? This is great. And so this is real to me. Y'all hear me or not? I want you to come to church. You come where you are. But, guys, we want you to be real, R-E-A-L. Not phony, okay? So let's look at what happens when we're phony. Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you, Jesus speaking. Actually, I think it was John the Baptist speaking. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who, that comes after me is mightier than me, that be Jesus would be coming, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. Say that last part with me. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with Guys, we ought to be excited about serving the Lord. It ought to be real to us. Not phony, though. Not phony. Not falling on the floor flopping like a chicken, okay? Listen. No. But be excited and real. The fire of God in you and the, and the Word of God in you coming out of you. This is good stuff. It's the Bible. Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. I'm from Rockingham, North Carolina. 
But I can't believe it. All these years, I've been a witness for Jesus in southwest Florida. He took me, saved my tail in Rockingham, and here I am being used of God way down here. That's the Lord's will, amen? He wants to do that for you right where you are. We live in different places. How many from Northport this morning? You live over in Northport. Can I see your hand? Got several from Northport. How about Venice area? Anybody from Venice? Look at that. Got some Venice folk. How about Port Charlotte? Port Charlotte with lots of Port Charlotte. How about Rotunda? How about Old Inglewood, where I'm from? Any of us over there? They about five of us. Like, yes, amen. Come on. We got good transportation. No, we do. I'm just playing. I'm playing. We're the old folk, man. But anyway, we're from all over, but we can be the light that God's called us to be right where we are. That's what God's called us to be, witnesses. Then Peter, that's who we're talking about, he had problems. We've seen it in this series. But last week, Peter got up, man. Peter got up, and he stood up. He spoke up. Man, he gave up of himself, remember? And then he was filled up with the Holy Spirit. And Peter's off and running now. He's a real guy for God. So Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of people and the elders of Israel, he's filled with the Spirit, and he's living for the Lord. So this is Peter now. Jesus has been crucified. He's buried. He's resurrected. He came, spent those days with the disciples. Now he's ascended into heaven and Peter is leading now. Got it? Yes or no? He is leading. He didn't start out that way. He was struggling. God met him where he was. But now he's himself, but he's filled with the Holy Spirit of God. He's, he's got a mission. So, he's on fire for the Lord. Amen? Y'all hear me or not? Am I driving you crazy so far? He's on fire for the Lord. Now, you can have the alarm going off all day. But if you don't have the fire, then you ain't on fire. A lot of us, keep going, push me, buddy. A lot of church people today think they own fire for the Lord, but they're not. It's just a bunch of bells and whistles. You hear me? You'll know it if you're on fire for the Lord or if you're a bell and whistle. Because something happened, you don't like it, just something will go wrong, a little pain come your way, a little something, and all of a sudden you quit. You know why? Because you're a bell and a whistle. If you're on fire for the Lord, you're not going to quit on the Lord. You hear me say yes or no. I'm not saying you might not have difficulty. Churches will be difficult. You might need to move to another church. I get that. But I'm not going to stop. You hear me, yes or no. I'm not going to stop serving the Lord. I'm not going to stop. Doesn't mean I don't have problems. Doesn't mean I don't sin. Doesn't mean I don't slip up. I don't screw up sometimes. I do. But I'm going to keep serving because he's the only way. Amen? Period. On fire. On fire for the Lord. A lot of people say they're on fire, they ain't. A lot of stuff in the church is phony fire. Y'all ready or not? We're going to the Bible. This isn't just, it's going to be me talking to you. We're going to go to the Bible. Let's look at a couple of three-alarm fires. Here's Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. Great things are happening. The church is starting to grow. And all of a sudden, he's having to deal with crazy people. You'll see it. You'll see it. Phony mess. That's why we're doing this series on real. Don't be a phony. Church over the years has been full of people that, not so much here, I've been blessed, God's blessing me. But I'm not an idiot to think that it don't happen here too, okay? But the bottom line is, most time it don't happen because they can't put up with me, okay? But we're going to see a couple of things that happen in churches. It happened then. It still happens now. We don't want it to happen here. Acts 5. A certain man. So here he is. Things are going great. Thousands have been saved. 
People are selling things and giving things to people in need. They're having church in homes. It's going fantastic. But there was a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife. If you know this passage, it's probably one of your favorites too. They sold a possession. So people were selling things and giving it to the church, and they were helping others in need, people being persecuted. People were being put out of their homes and being butchered for their faith in Christ, so other people were taking them in. And it was a beautiful thing. People were helping. But there was this man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira. They sold a possession. They sold something. And they kept back part of the stuff they sold. His wife also was privy to what they were doing and knew about it. And so they sold something, but they didn't bring all of it to the church. They brought a part of it to the church. And they laid it at the apostles' feet because that's what they were doing. They were bringing stuff and helping the people that were displaced. They were helping the ministry get started, get it growing. But they didn't bring it all. Say they didn't bring it all. Help me. They didn't bring it all. Well, they didn't have to bring it all. It was theirs. But there's a problem. So they bring it and they lay it down at the apostles' feet. And Peter says to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Man, aren't you glad I don't have these powers? Look at the scripture. While it remained, was it not your own? Wasn't it yours? And after it was sold, wasn't it in your own power to do with what you wanted to do with it? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You haven't lied to us. You've lied to who? Y'all live with me so far? Help me here. Now here's the point. This was all a game. In the previous chapter, a man named Barnabas had sold a possession. And he brought it all and the people rejoiced and people were getting help because of his, his giving. It was beautiful. And a lot of people were doing it in the church. They saw this. And they knew they had this land. And they sold it. But they didn't want to give it all. But they wanted to make the people think they gave it all. You understand? Yes or no? And the church is still full of that. That's why we say at fellowship, if you can't give cheerfully, keep it. And at fellowship, I try my best not to kowtow to those that give more than other people. And by, quite frankly, I don't even know. Unless somebody calls me and wants to do something special sometimes, which has happened, and I like it. Trust me, okay? When we have big projects and somebody wants to call me and sit in my office and, and Man, are you kidding me? That's awesome. But I'm not going to fall at your feet. Y'all understand me, yes or no? God's blessed me with regular people who regularly give, and because of that, we get a lot done. Y'all hear me, yes or no? But sometimes God uses people in special ways, and we've had them here at Fellowship, special ways to give, give large gifts, and it's been a blessing. But that doesn't mean I, try, I treat those people differently. You understand? Yes or no? You matter to me. You, you hear me or not? And I'm flesh like you are. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enamored by success like you are and people's money like you are. So it's something I have to fight, but I always want to do the right thing. You hear me, yes or no? So that's what was happening here. They were trying to get status. They were trying to get, you know, people to look up to them. Right? Yes or no? So, he says, you ain't lied to us, Jack. You've lied to God. Woo! Peter met, and they, they met some fellow that was on fire for the Lord when they met Peter. And Ananias, when he heard these words, say it with me, he fell down and gave up the... I'm saying he was deader than a hammer. He fell over dead. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. I think the church today, there's going to be a whole lot of people with a whole lot of hell to pay at the judgment. What I see on TV doesn't line up with the Bible. The money, 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 money. Y'all listen to me or not? And I imagine people probably say that about us. They see this beautiful campus. They see, oh, man, they're just rolling in money. I was on an island one day, literally on an island. Out here somewhere, Palm Island or one of these little islands. I'm in my boat. Have my fellowship hat on. I hear some joker over here in another boat. He saw me and he goes, there goes the million-dollar man. Said that. He don't know me from Adam. I wish I had a million dollars. But because we're building out here and building this big church, we get labeled that way sometimes. I understand that. Amen? But when you get to know us, and we're very public, we're very public about what's building this building, and I was in the paper all the time, we're talking about it, etc. Amen? It's debt-free for the glory of God. Amen? And God gets all the credit. Let's thank Him for it. Come on, church. Come on. Good stuff. On a message like this, I'll get a little sideways, but hang in here with me. So this guy's deader than a hammer. It scared everybody, I guess. The young men came in, arose, wound him up. What does that mean? They wrapped that sucker up. They carried him out and they buried him. That's the way Jewish culture is. They bury you that day. Boom, you're done. And look at this. About the space of three hours later, his wife comes in because they had a plan. They both going to get some of the glory. I imagine they talked about this at the house. They might have been a fight over it. Who knows? But she's going to get her shot at it too. So three hours later, she comes in. And Peter answers and says, tell me he played dumb. Don't you think us preachers are dumb? We just play dumb. Okay? You say you play dumb good, don't you? Oh, I'm good at it. And Peter answered, said, now tell me how much you, you sold the land for. And she said, this much. Keep looking. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you've agreed together with your husband to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Why would y'all do such a thing? Behold, the feet of them which buried your husband are at the door. They're about ready to carry you out, ma'am. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Now, some of you are white looking. I don't know why, but it's, it's a good story. Here we go. And great fear came on all the... Oh, excuse me. Then she fell down straightway. Wham! At his feet yielded up the ghost. The young men came in found her what? Dead. 
and carrying her forth, buried her by her. You would think that anybody that reads the Bible would not play money games with God. I mean, how much? You can't get more graphic than this in the Bible, can you? I mean, you don't have, I don't understand the Bible. What part don't you understand right there? Don't do that. Give cheerfully, yes or no. Give freely. Don't play games. I give so much. I've had it happen over the years, you know. It's funny. I've got quite some stories. You trust me. I've got them. Amen? I've got them. What I've found in the church is the people that generally give the most want the least credit and recognition. Ones that give the least want more credit. Isn't that sad? It's sad. Listen, we give because we love God. If we don't, we keep it. Amen? Say. Come on. Where do I get that kind of feeling about our offering when I do it here? It comes from stories like this. I don't want to screw around with God. Amen? Yes or no? So, she's deader than a hammer. They carry her out, bury her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church as many as heard this thing. You know what? This story is still scaring people after all these years. I just read it right now and get a little scared again. <laughs> what can I learn about phony fire? Let's learn from this couple. They can teach us even though they didn't do too well. The phony flame of pride. Say pride with me. Was that really what it was all about with them? Wasn't that what it was about? Look at me. Look at what I give. Look at me. I'm important. I'm special. Treat me special. At fellowship, we're going to love everybody. How about that? How about all of you are special? Isn't that nice? Yes and no. All of y'all are special. All of y'all matter. Every one of you. How about that? How about this? Our whole town matters. How about the lost man and the lost? Oh, they matter. How about that? How about the waitress? How about the person at Publix that, you know, doesn't get your order just right? Well, treat her nice because she matters. You get it? Yes or no? Jesus gave his life for them. Listen, they matter. You matter. Just because what you give doesn't make you matter more. It's crazy. Don't even think that way. So what can we learn about pride? Here's what pride says, and this is what we're learning. This is why people aren't real. They're full of bull. They're full of pride and full of themselves. Pride says, say it with me, look at... <sighs> That's what it says. Being full of yourself is not the same as being full of fire. And being full of the Holy Spirit's power in your life, it is not the same thing. So, here's some things we can learn. Possession, possession. Pride usually involves something you have or something you do. This is what I learned, and I sort of looked at this story carefully. Hello. Pride, listen to me, it usually involves something you have or something you do. Just remember that. We need to attack this. Part. They had a possession, and they gave part. Pride, listen to me, there's usually an appearance of giving it all you've got. And you're lying like a dog. I'm not talking about just giving. I'm talking about pride that can get inside of us. Amen? Number three, third thing, privacy, 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 pride Usually has a little something to do with privacy. These guys had some privacy going on between themselves. It requires you to keep certain things about yourself a secret. Most people that are full of pride 
if we could really unpeel that onion, we'd see there's a bunch of bull going on somewhere inside of them. You just better not be full of pride to begin with. Guys, come on. Amen. God says, I reject pride. Humble yourself. I'll lift you up. That's what he says. This isn't going to work, man. Pride. The phony flame of pride. Pride usually takes this word, production. A production. That's what it is. Look at me. Look at me. Here I am. It requires a lot of acting. Being real is being yourself. Being real is being comfortable in your own skin. I had a counseling session recently. And I had to get sort of down and dirty and ugly with the fellow, which is fine with me. He's a man. He's grown. He's a big, tough guy. I can talk his language. And I had to say a couple of things that were really hard, and it just really, but I had to pull that rug right out from under him. He had to hit his butt right on the floor. And you know what? He did. It was a good thing. He thanked me later. Pride. And he, he came to me for help. So yeah, I helped him. Amen. Sorry. Pride. A production. Nobody produces phony fire. The film phony fire. Nobody's going to produce it but you. You the producer. I'm the producer. Am I, am I losing you with a little bit of the trickery or whatever I'm trying to do with the message today? Not trickery. I'm just trying to make it two-sided here a little bit. Y'all hear me or not? You see it? Trying to turn it into a movie a little bit? So many of our lives are a movie. It is trickery, tricking people. We ought to be ourselves. Yes or no? Amen. Come on. The greater sin of phony fire is not the fooling of others in this story. It's the lying to the Holy Spirit of the living God. That's what we don't see when we're full of phoniness. We don't see, I'm not lying over here to you guys. I'm lying to the Lord. It's a pretty dangerous thing to do, guys. Amen? Come on. So, phony fire matters a whole lot more to God than it will to the other folks. We're trying to impress people who really don't even care. If you're getting people impressed by something that's not real, then their impression of you is not real. It's all a game. It's all a sham. It's all going to come falling down. But with God, he sees the real, and he sees right through your movie, and he sees that you're phony. That's the bad part of this story. God sees. And men eventually will too later. But we make the great mistake of focusing more on what others think rather than on what God thinks, don't we? Yes or no? Don't, yeah, man, you are quiet today. I'm not trying to beat up on you. I'm just teaching. But isn't this true, though? Yes or no? If we focus more on what God thinks, like when we give an offering or we speak to somebody or whatever it might be, listen, if we focus more on what He thinks, we sure would be a whole lot better off. Amen. Because he's real, and he's everywhere. He sees us naked and open, period. No game playing with him. So, that was number one, right, Rog? Number two. Ready? Thankfully, there's only two of these, but you've got to go through this one with me. Here we go. So, here's Peter. He's dealing with phony fire. Ananias and Sapphira. How'd that work out? Not too good. They did. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. So here's Peter full of fire going, 
who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Boy, there's a whole lot of movements been made out of that verse, but that's another story. When Simon saw, watch it, these believers had been believing, but they didn't have the power of God on their life. They didn't even really know about the power of God and the Spirit of God. And so Peter prayed, John prayed. They received this power of God, the fire of God working in their life. And there was a man, not Simon Peter, another one, another Simon, common name. And when Simon, another man, not Simon Peter, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given to these people, this other man named Simon, he offered them what? Help me, guys. He offered them what? Saying, give me this power. Say power with me. If the church is full of anything, if Satan has attacked the church in any way, it's been with pride and power. Pride and power. A lot of people won't even go to church anymore. And I know this for a fact of my life in church work. People cannot stand the power struggles in churches. Y'all hear me or not? Yes or no? How many ever were affected negatively because of bad power struggle at a church? <sighs> it's sickening, the power that people exhibit at church. Guess what? All of us have the same power here. Y'all know that? Yes or no? I preach. I get that. I know that. It don't mean I got no more power. I'm screwed up just like you are. God called me here many years ago. I'm fairly good at communicating. It's a little weird, but I do it. You know, I mean, so that's what I do. Doesn't mean I have more power than you. Do you understand that or not? Power. It's crazy. People want power in church. So, this man saw this power that was given, so he says, I'll give you money for that power. Give me this power that on whomsoever I lay my hands on, I can give them that power. But Peter said unto him, watch it, your money perish with you. Because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. People still think that today. In churches, in many churches, the more money you have, the higher position you will have in that church. Is that the truth or not? It is the truth. And it ain't just one denomination. It is across the board. Somehow, if you got money, you're successful. No, you just had a grandma that left you a lot of money. You an idiot. It could be a lot of things, right? Yes or no? You got lucky on a stock. I don't know. You had a house somewhere near Washington, D.C. That's worth like $2 million, and it's a shack. So you got a lot of money. You come down here with a lot of money. So what? Big deal. Who cares? Amen. Say yes or no. Come on. So this guy's trying to buy this power with money, and Peter said, He's flaming mad. And this guy's a guy that yields a sword, a knife. You do not want to mess with Peter. I mean, he loves God. But I still think he's got issues, though. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. Your heart's not right in the sight of God. Peter just laid on him like white on rice. 
Repent, therefore, of your wickedness and pray, God, if perhaps a thought in your heart could be forgiven. Wow! For I perceive you're in the gall of bitterness, very unusual word, and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, this is funny right here, I love the Bible. Simon, this joker, Simon the sorcerer is his name. Simon the sorcerer said, pray the Lord for me that none of those things that you said are going to happen to me. (laughs) I love that. I love that right there. Excuse my language. Peter scared the crap out of this guy. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) It was hilarious. Keep looking. So, let's learn from this story. And we're not going to be here all day even though it seems like it is. Here we go. The phony flame of power. Guys, if you want to be real, you don't want the phony flame of pride. You want the real deal, the fire of God. Number two, you don't want the phony flame of power. Power can be taken away. The gain's going to be up one day, and you're just going to be standing there with nothing. Power says this, listen to me. If pride says anything, it says, look at me. Power says, listen to me. Pride says, look at me. Power says, listen to me. You hear me? The phony flame of power. The power of the Holy Spirit cannot be purchased with money. We saw that today. It cannot be obtained by being clever. We see it on TV, guys. How many of you know that when you see stuff? Do you know phony when you see it? Say yes or no. Come on. It can't be obtained by, by being clever or using trickery. And what's sad, so many of these guys have been found out and they live long enough, and they move their ministry somewhere, and some of them are more powerful now than they ever were. It's sad. Y'all hearing me? Power. It does not come by getting into an emotional state or frenzy. You can't have the power of God just because you can run around and dance. Y'all got me or not? You can flop. Whatever. Good. Keep looking. I'm scaring kids today. The power of the Holy Spirit, what have we learned in this story? Will never be at work in the heart of someone who's not right with God. You may as well forget about it. Now, here's the beautiful thing. It doesn't matter what your money is. It doesn't matter what your power status is. It matters that you're right with God. So that means all of us can qualify, guys. We can all have the power of God in our life. We can all be used of God. God wants us all to be light set on a hill. This is exciting. Phony fire. He's dealing with it. So how do you have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? How do you, how do you find Him in your life? How do you do this? It can't be through pride. It can't be through power. The power of the Holy Spirit, positioning yourself. Let's see what we can learn. Ready? Number one. Would you say it out loud with me? Number one. Repent of... That's how you position yourself for the power of God in your life. There's sin in your life? Repent of it. Wickedness. We all screw up. I get that. But if you're full of wickedness, repent of it. That's number one. Number two, we learn this from this story. Pray to God for forgiveness. Pray to God for forgiveness. Don't play the game of the money game or the power game. This is the way to do it right here. Repent of sin. Two, ask God for forgiveness. So turn, turn, and talk to Him. Number three, realize it's God's decision to give you power, not yours. You understand that? 
Quit trying to wiggle and finagle and connive and to do. And we do it in our jobs. We do it all over the place. When are you going to learn, do right, work hard, and let the chips fall where they may? Okay? A lot of names that we use, they're they're not very nice names. I'm not even going to talk about them. It's better to just do things the right way. Understand? God will bless you. Number four, be terrified. Be terrified about exercising your own power and serving in your own strength. That's what we learn from this man. We ought to be terrified, and from Ananias and Sapphira, we ought to be terrified at giving to impress people. That ought to terrify us. We ought to be terrified at wanting power in a church so people will respect us or look up to us or think better of us. We ought to be terrified that those thoughts are in our mind. Y'all hear me or not? Now, most churches, if I preach this, they'd run me off. But I'd be hollering at them as I left, I guarantee it. Amen. Come on, here we go. Being real, say this with me. What did we learn this morning? Being real doesn't say, help me, look at me or listen to me. If you have to tell somebody, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, good chance you ain't real. They can't see you, man. If you're having to tell people, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, it's a good chance you ain't real. Being real doesn't have to say, look at me or listen to me. Being real speaks. Y'all hear me or not? Being real speaks. Here's what real says. Say it with me. It ain't about me. One more time. It ain't about me. Amen? Now, guys, this ain't easy. It ain't easy to fight pride. It ain't easy to fight this power thing we have wanting that inside of us. It ain't easy. But that's where Jesus comes. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes. And that's where humbling ourselves at His feet. Here's how I pray. I see myself at His feet. When I pray, I see myself at Jesus' feet. I don't see myself looking Him in the eyeball. You understand? Now the Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. But it's just something that over the years, years ago, for some reason, I just saw my... And I think it's because I was broken so bad and hurting so bad. And I just laying down... And when I pray, I ain't saying I'm always laying down. I'm just saying in my mind, I see myself at his feet. I think that's wisdom. You hear me? Don't be full of yourself. Don't be wanting power. How about all power is his? And I'm going to hit my face right there on that floor at his feet. That's what I'm going to do right there. That's a good place to live your life. Being real says, look at Jesus. Being real doesn't say, look at me. Look at me. Now, I think it's important to know that you matter, to know that you have value. I think it is important for you to look at you sometime in the mirror and go, you know what? I like me. 